Hello, friends. Welcome to the latest episode of the show, which I have taken upon myself, Bone Jangles, to proactively name Squad Pod, Episode 5, PUBG Strikes Back. This week, we'll be finding out what the squad has been up to. We will be having a chat about our first experience with BR and the former Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Where will it land on our BR leaderboard? We'll find out a bit later. And if there is time permitted and the squad is all on board, I may or may not have a little trivia planned. Enough of that, though. Let's let's introduce you to the squad for this week. Hot dropping with us today, we have the Superman of the Warzone, whose only kryptonite is a two-foot ledge, Washburn135. <laughs> How's it going, Washburn? Oh, what's up, man? I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that two-foot ledge is just, you know, it's my Achilles heel. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's an easier way to climb that, just saying. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had the same problem multiple times. Next up, we have the number one standing streamer, and there's absolutely no way to disprove that. Maddox Jr. What's up, Maddox? These, these intros are killing it for me right now, Bone Jangles. <laughs> we also have the man who doesn't get paid enough, the cod god of the squad pod, Kevin Ace X. What's up, Kevin? Yeah, Mike, when am I getting paid for this? You know, I'm working my butt off, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm getting 4.0 KDs each game, dude. Like 10 kills, one death. What's going on, Mike? I think the check <laughs> is in the mail, Kevin. It's somewhere in the mail. <laughs> huh. huh. Okay. And finally, rounding out the squad this week, Mike's here too. Damn. That's it. You want me to do better than that? I do <laughs> I like have another one. Like I'm fine with that. Mike, I'm, I'm here it. too, y'all. I'm I'll, here. Give you, I'm here. I'll give you the other one. I'll give you the other one. All right, where is it at? Let me rewind. The, the, yeah, rewind it, Kevin. Edit this. Yeah, it is, so. The new face of game attack. The man who bleeds green and sweats Gatorade. Snowbike Mike. What's up, Mike? Oh, I love that, Bones Angles. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me back, and thank you for hosting this week. You definitely brought a smile to all of our faces here <laughs> on a beautiful Sunday for episode five. Can't wait to uh, kick it off with you. Let's do it. All right, so this is a squad for the week. Thank you guys so much for being here, and thank you to the viewer for watching or listening. Let's gather some intel on the squad and see what they've been up to this week. Um, I know Warzone's probably been taking up most of our time. You guys are playing every single night up until 6 a.m. Like last night, Mike, I went to sleep, woke up, you guys were still playing. So if you don't have much to talk about, feel free to talk about anything. It could be a movie you're watching, maybe a book. Maybe comic. I saw Washburn got his uh, Joker comic in. So, yeah, let me know what you guys have been up to. How about you, Snowbike Mike? What have you been up to? Well, thank you, Bone Jangles, for getting at me. Of course, you can tell I got a brand new camera, a nice Sony A6400, and I had a special time setting it up with the guys over the weekend. We had a ton of fun messing around. Washburn was trying to show me his camera through another camera through another camera, and, of course, I was fucking it all up. So, you know, we had some times. But I do want to touch on one thing. We, of course... As a squad this week, we did have a sponsored stream on Thursday night, which was really a special time for all of us. I will say I had a ton of fun, and the game that we were sponsored to play by Funktronic Labs was Wave Break. Wave Break is an arcade Tony Hawk uh, trick and combo-based shooter slash skate boater is what they call it because you're on the water, you're on different boats, there's cute animals. And of course, there's cold-blooded murder. Now, mind you, we did not get paid for this sponsorship. We just received game codes via the Funktronics Lab. So big thank you to all of them for taking care of us with the game codes via Google Stadia. And thank you to everybody tuning in for that fun sponsored stream. I know me and the squad 
had a great time. So I'd love to kick the show off with just our impressions from Wave Break in that stream that we had. I know I had a great time personally. I had a ton of fun. I was awful at the game, but there's one thing I was good at, and that was shooting people dead inside the arena. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I'm still pl pl plucking my way through it. The campaign is is exactly what a Tony Hawk campaign was like. So I'm having a lot of fun just going in there, trying to get the like 200,000 points or whatever the point max is for that level. Um, there's collectibles. I think I think they're tapes as well, if I remember correctly. But yeah, it's on Stadia as well. That's where we played it was Google Stadia. Very impressed with it on Google Stadia. It's probably one of the only games I've played that doesn't seem off. I've played Destiny 2 on Stadia. Seems off. Aiming's off. Movement seems off. I think it might be input lag from the controller or something. But yeah, I have a lot of, I'm having a lot of fun with Wave Break. The Stadia controller out there, Bungie Girls? I have not figured. PlayStation? I have I have a Stadia controller. I bought the Founders Pack when it came out. Um, I didn't use it that much, and I sold my controller to a friend at work, and he let me use it for the weekend. I have not figured out how to get it connected, though. My Xbox controller connects easier to my PC than I than the Google controller does. So I've just been using an Xbox controller. So what do you guys think of it, the game? Wave break. That's a lot of fun, man. Of fun, I had yeah. a blast with it. Yeah, when we when we jumped in uh, for a couple hours uh, for over the course of two nights, I know Kevin... You and I and, and Mike were, were sitting at that main menu waiting for that shop to refresh and using all the money that you earn in game to buy, you know, cosmetics. Um, and, and those cosmetics uh, bring up the point of the aesthetic of the game, which is sort of a retro 80s Miami Vice vibe. Um, and so for for Mike to be running around with his dual hauler with the big bag of cash hanging off the side. His intent is just a green dollar sign and his guy, his alligators wearing a Miami Vice shirt. It's like, it's hilarious, you know, and it's, uh, it's got that sort of that fallout outer world style of humor where, you know, one of the, one of the antennas is just the middle finger, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's not afraid to like get a little adult with it, which I appreciated, um, so the whole aesthetic of the game i really dug and that's that's just the visuals and the game itself is is a whole lot of fun to play even the cursor is a middle finger mm -hmm. when you're using mouse and keyboard the cursor is a middle finger what do you think of it maddock uh, i had a great time uh i was terrible at the trick mode which kind of follows from being bad at the tony hawk tricks and creating combos and keeping them going um but I liked the deathmatch mode. I, I had a really good time with that. And I definitely had a good time just randomly shooting all of you during the uh, trick mode because it's <laughs> funny. Kevin, yeah. what about you? Uh, I liked it. I did feel like... I did like it. Like, uh, was it the time attack? Me and Washburn were just destroying. Washburn was destroying the most out of everyone. He was just combos after combos. But... I liked it too, but there was something off about it. I couldn't get it to like feel like Tony Hawk style. I guess it's like the water movement when you're in the water kind of throws you off because you kind of like skid off and stuff. But mm -hmm. it was kind of hard to like kind of connect combos, try to figure out what's what. But I I got the hang of it after a while. But I, I liked it on Stadia. It felt good too. But I can't wait for it to be on like 
Steam or a console where it feels more like flesh, more like smooth and stuff. Yeah, that's my one thing with the Stadia is the I went and played Destiny Two as well a little bit on there when you know I got that free trial and I was testing out some of the games and I've I've played Destiny Two on other consoles before, right? Recently, so I know what that game's supposed to feel like and it doesn't feel the same on Stadia. Mm-hmm. That's not to say it's horrible; it just doesn't feel the same. Um, even with the mouse and keyboard, you can notice a little bit of uh, input lag. Um, even if it's just negligible, you you still notice it. Uh, but with Wave Break, it's this is a game that I've never played, so it felt fine. Um, and who knows if if when I download it on Steam, because I am going to download it on Steam when it comes out, um, if it will feel differently uh, by a, by a wide margin when I'm when I'm just playing it locally versus on via stadia and and the other thing i noticed with stadia was that a lot of the times it just that you see that youtube style quality dip mm-hmm. you know at certain yeah. times because you mm-hmm. are streaming it yep. um and i i just don't think the visuals via stadia were where i wanted them to be because the game itself looks really really cool with it it commits that style um but the stadia quality dip you know to like 720 all of a sudden, out of nowhere, can can detract from that a little bit. Yeah, it's not like it's not like YouTube where you can lock it in to like 1080, 60. It's like you choose where you want, I guess, the highest to be. But yeah, like, you're right. It kind of dips down after a while. I don't know. It's is it my internet connection? Is it just theirs being like we don't want you to play all the like 4K all the time? But it felt weird going from like 4K and 720 and going back and forth, feeling fuzzy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It was interesting. I liked it. My only issue with the Stadia thing was that I could not stream while I was playing Stadia because Stadia was like, your connection is too slow. But then once I turned off the stream, it let me play the game. So I, I had that kind same of an issue. interesting predicament, I guess. What do you guys think of the weapons? Is there a weapon oh. feel balanced or not? Or is it shotgun the way to go? Shotgun's definitely the way to go because you're definitely getting close to people. But I thought all the weapons were cool, right? There's an AK, there's an M4, there's a rocket launcher, a pistol, an SMG, a shotgun. Like, wow, that's a lot of guns to have in this game. Especially when you first see it, you don't think there would be that much depth. But I was impressed, especially because me and Maddox absolutely sucked at the trick attack. So battle ro- the battle mode was definitely up my alley. And I thought it was super fun of, like, you combine doing some tricks to get cash, then you can buy a better weapon, and then you can kill people to steal their cash. And at one point, like, if you started off right away, got a shotgun at 5Gs, and went off and killed other people, you could have stacks of cash in your pocket to buy any gun you saw, which I really, really liked. I loved the battle mode the most, of course, because I was so bad at the tricks. But I was impressed with all the weapons. I liked the shotgun the most, but I also got RPG'd a couple of times from these jabronis around me that uh, didn't make me too happy. Yeah, it was really fun having one of the developers in there with us. We got a little... Um, background information on the game art like some artist type stuff so mm-hmm. really cool any other any other comments for wave break i think you're just taking the weapons out of it and focusing on the trick mode which was obviously my favorite i feel like i i was doing pretty good at the trick mode and awful at the deathmatch mode um it, the game plays like a tony hawk game it's it's tight you know you you and I, literally, it just feels tight, like a Tony Hawk game does, where where every every button press is is just so 
committed to what that button is supposed to do i guess it's it's hard for me to phrase that but like you go off and jump a certain direction that's the direction you're going and the margin for error i guess is what i'm getting at is so low you know what i mean you mm-hmm. go up a half pipe and you bust a grab in a, in a kick flip you come down you bust the manual and you have to put the those commands in the correct way or the combo ends and i th- i think that's what i'm getting at is that margin for error is so small like a tony hawk game and it just makes the gameplay feel really tight, if that makes any sense. Oh, for sure. I really want these on consoles. This is the type of game I'd probably hunt for achievements or hunt for trophies for. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping it comes to consoles pretty soon. Yeah, the campaign, which we we haven't really touched on, is it's a Tony Hawk campaign. Mm-hmm. You you get us you get a set time limit, two minutes to go around a level and do a list of challenges. It's gonna be a trophy hunter's dream for sure. Yeah, and I really liked the tricks, too. I thought all the kick flips were unique. I thought all the grabs were unique. There's manuals that you can do, and they look so cool. Like, on a skateboard with Tony Hawk, you kind of know what a grind and what the grabs would look like. But when you're on a jet ski, a kayak, the dual hauler, big cruise boat, like, it looks cool when he's grabbing off the side of it or if he's doing a nose a nose grind and he's on the front of it, like, surfing it like a surfboard. I thought it looked really, really cool, especially with the boat themes that we had. Yeah, love it. Um, Maddox, what have you been up to this week? Oh, you know, I announced a little thing called the first annual Snowbike Mike and Friends Golf with Your Friends Championship or something with one Kevin Asex. I was there. It was a, it was crazy. yeah, he was there. We took over Snowbike Mike's stream. We copy and pasted his stream code straight from the chat. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty easy, you know. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we took over and did a little announcing. We had a a um, community game, two community games, and then the final showdown between the big dogs, Mike and Flurple. Flurple ended up coming out on top, but it was a uh, it was down to the wire, down to the seventeenth hole, I believe. Oh, it, it really a, was. Yeah. It was a Really great time announcing that, and uh, it was definitely easier to announce uh, just the Thurple uh, bike match because it's a little bit more under control. Um, but I had a really great time with Kevin, just popping into the chat, seeing what they were talking about, and then like popping back over, telling everyone that it was sponsored by different things, Truly. and then just giving it the same Gatorade tagline. <laughs> Gatorade, it was awesome. It was awesome. I like. Yeah, it was fun. I like when we were kept popping in and seeing their reactions because Mike was just like kind of like freaking out sometimes when we pop into him or like he's trying to figure out the precise way to get the hole in one. And when we pop in with Flirtball, he's like, hey, what's up, you guys? How's it going? You know, um, I'm doing pretty good. You know, he's just really relaxed. You know, he was so confident. I was like, man, this guy's going to win. I know for sure. <laughs> he doesn't even care if he loses, but he's going to win something. It was awesome. It was a great time, of course. First off, thank you to both Maddox and Kevin Asex for giving me their time and attention to detail to not only host it, commentate it, but run the whole show. And on the flip side, thank you to everybody out there that's listening to the podcast right now that participated. Of course, congratulations to Peter Mack and Price4112, who won both those community events. We had some fun. I think really the baseline of the story is, is golf with your friends is an awesome multiplayer game. On Xbox Game Pass is where we mainly play it. I know it's on PC as well and probably PS4. But man, oh man, what a great time that is. Just mini putt-putt golf, 
multiple courses, multiple different game modes, up to 12 people in a lobby. It's on Game Pass, which is a total win for us being so Xbox heavy, a lot of us. Wow, what a great time. And for us to make our own little tournament, me and Flirp will have our grudge match. It made for an awesome Friday night live stream. And I, I hope everybody enjoyed it because I know I did. And like they said, it did come down to the final hole. I was up by one. I thought, you know, let's let's risk it. Let's go big right there. Unfortunately, a hole in one turned into a, a three and Flirtful just took control there on the 18th and it was over for me. Maddox, was that your first time commentating anything like that? Yeah. 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 Like, I had a good time. Good. How did it yeah, feel? It was it, it felt good, you know? Were you like nervous was, at first or anything like that? You just felt confident. You're like, I can do this. I mean, I think during the community one, you're like, what do we talk about? Because there's like eight people going at the same time. Everything's exploding. We were kind of just reading chat, which is like fine. And then like, it was easier to just be like talking about like, oh, this is a par one and or this is a par three, but it's easily doable in one and all that kind of stuff with the uh, the one on one scenario. And like definitely was more of a commentating experience instead of just like a taking over Snowback Mike's chat and chatting with the people. <laughs> the one -on -one it was really good. Yeah. Well, you and Kevin did, you and Kevin did great. I assume Mike is writing out your checks right now. So look yeah. for those soon. Yeah. Washburn. The, uh, up, up to Washburn. Uh, so this week I actually had a, a wedding, a family wedding to its end. Um, this has been planned since last year. And, you know, due to COVID, it was supposed to take place in June, kept getting pushed back, kept getting pushed back. And eventually, you know, uh, my sister said, you know, I'm just going to do it. So what we did, um, the church had it was it was weird, man. Uh, I'm going to be honest, you, you know, being at a wedding, everybody's wearing a mask. Everybody's six feet away from each other. Uh, everybody gets their temperature checked before you go in. Um, same thing at the reception. Yeah, everybody's wearing a mask. Everybody's socially distanced. You know, it was not, you know, like any wedding I've ever been to, obviously. Um, and I, you know, I just, it was, it was all right. You know, it was good to see family, even though it was, everybody had that, you know, thought in the back of their heads about the virus and wearing their masks and that sort of brought it down. But I, I had fun. Yeah, and I got I got back in time to catch uh the very end of, of Mike uh getting beat by Flirple on, on hole seventeen um on Friday night. Uh other than that this week, man, just watching Parks and Rec, man. I started the Parks and Rec nice. rewatch again for like the eightieth time. Um I think after playing Last of Us Two and just sort of giving up on that because I, I can't handle the, the, the horror elements. I just, I had to go to my happy place. Um, and that's just parks and rec. So a lot of parks and rec, a lot of trying to get outside every day and then just a lot of gaming at night. When you rewatch parks and rec, do you ever skip the first season? That's uh, I, that's usually what I do when I rewatch it. I always skip the first one for some reason. Decision. A lot of the time with with shows like Parks and Rec and The Office, I like it's background noise. You know, so, so much of it's just background noise, and and I'll be like four episodes later, and I'll be like, oh no, I missed this like great character arc or, or episode that I love so much because I just wasn't paying attention. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. My favorite episode of that show is probably most people's favorite episode is when Leslie and Ann get into the fight at that bar. 
and everybody's drinking the snake juice and uh like during this rewatch i had just totally like glossed over that episode and i like had to go back and watch three episodes that i missed because again it's just background noise it's like turning on the office or any of those those uh sitcoms where it's just you you start to you've seen it so much you know what's going to happen so you you're on your phone checking twitter and not paying any attention yeah, that's the way I'm. I am with that show, background mm-hmm. noise, and then also like the league. I'll watch that for background noise stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, the league is one of those shows for me too. But like, no, I don't skip the first seasons, even if they're lower in quality. And the league is the same way. Like all of those shows, you know, their first seasons can be a little rough, but mm-hmm. by the time they get to season two, it really picks up. For me, Parks and Rec doesn't really pick up till Andy and April get married, which is like halfway through season two um so yeah a lot of that before then is just sort of like whatever you know background noise one of my favorite episodes is the first time we meet john ralphio and he's trying to be ron's assistant hilarious absolutely hilarious yeah him and jenny slate are just the best yeah when when tom dates his sister it's just like there's so much comedy there (laughs) it's the same in like every show it's actually incredible Mm mm-hmm Love it. Kevin, what have you been up to, man? Me, my bone jangles. I've been doing a lot of things lately, dude. I've been going to Paris, you know, Mexico, Japan. No, I haven't been doing much. <laughs> the big thing I've been doing was I was trying to get this podcast on podcast services around the globe. And guess what? We did it. It's all over the place. Got an do you have do you have an exact list of what it's on? Uh yeah, let me let me check, double check. Uh, um, it's on Apple Podcasts, it's on Google Podcasts, it's on Pocket Cast, it's on Spotify, it's on, I don't know what these other ones are, Radio Public, and, um, Breaker, I don't know what that is, but, you know, the more the merry, you know, we got, we got on everything now, so I'm happy about that, oh, it's, all, it's also on SoundCloud, so we got on, on pretty much the big boy ones, I don't think... There's any uh, any other places we wanted it in, unless people ask for it, I'll put it on there. But yeah, I got I got it on everything now. Also everything. Nice, nice putting in the work. I assume Mike's writing up your check for that as well. I mean, writing up a check. I'm writing it up. I, I don't see him writing anything. What's going on over there, Mike? <laughs> Where's the pen and pencil in the check? Come on. Yeah, that's all I've been doing lately. That and just uh a little bit of ring fit adventure but that's been kicking my butt lately so <laughs> did you pay full did you pay full did you pay a uh, retail price or did you get one marked up no retail price i was lucky enough to see uh wario 64 posted up a link saying it was available so i just bought it that and got it at uh what is it 80 bucks i think yeah i think it's 80 yeah, yeah. so for those of you who have ring fit my question is I live on a third floor apartment. Are there a lot of activities in Ring Fit that would upset my downstairs neighbor? You can set it to quiet mode where like you don't have to move around too much like crazy. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's probably more like resistance training type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Just... baseline of it is you are constantly jogging in place. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah, if you didn't put it on quiet mode, you are definitely going to have a problem because the goal is to have you jogging, stepping, 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 and you can even go faster to make him or her go faster in the game. So you would have some issues if you didn't turn that mode on. Right. You have it too, Mike? 
I do have Ring Fit Adventure. I bought it at launch. Uh, it took me some time to bust it out. I did about five days straight of it. And then uh, I have just completely put it to the wayside. <laughs> oh, man, where those streams been? You know, it's like one of those. I was thinking about it. Then I was like, you know what? I don't really care, whatever. So maybe one day I'll jump back into it. I think it's very interesting. You guys have always heard me talk about how much I love the connect phase back in the day. I love that we can make video games and actual activity and play through the connect. And especially with the power of Switch, right? The Switch has always been the goal of like, let's get you standing up. Let's get you doing something from Mario Tennis to back in the Wii days. So I think a big one here is Ring Fit Adventure truly gamifies play, right? It makes you stand up, get up, start exercising. And you could do it with the whole family. You could do it by yourself. Really try to work up a sweat there. I think it's a perfect way to get kids up and exercising. I think it's a great way for adults, like Kevin just said, to like get up and try to get your motor running. And if you're driven by video games, especially like I am, I think this is a great way to gamify exercising and play this is the way to do it it's crazy how nobody was really talking about it when it came out and then covid hit and then when sold the out shows. everywhere yeah you people sell them on ebay for 100 plus dollars markup yeah. it's crazy it's crazy because we yeah, had when yeah when it first came out i would go to best buy and i would see like a bunch of them on the shelves yeah, like, they were there all the time. I was like, it's not selling that great, huh? And yeah, and then when COVID hit, it just everywhere sold out. It was like, holy moly. I should have gone to one a long time ago, but it is what it is, you know? I'm, I I got it. I luckily got it at retail price, so I'm good. Yeah, I'm curious on how many people yeah. bought it and don't really use it. I want that 10 a.m. snow bike Mike stream where he just streams Ring Fit Adventure for all of us. I'd love to do it. I got the sky cam now. I technically could do it. I have a little bit more room. It definitely requires some space, which is very cool. And it's a fun time. I, I you know what, man? Like, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Mike, I, I was thinking about before noon in like 90 <laughs> days. So let's not put it here. I was thinking for your other camera, you could put it behind you in the top corner so it, people could see your studio, maybe. That's what I, oh, maybe Jango, how did you read my mind, bro? I was thinking that too. I just need a super long USB cord to get it all the way. Oh yeah, there. yeah, I like true. That. Right. How do you have the other uh, one on up top? Is that a super? The other long? one has a yeah. It has an extension uh, USB to USB to mm. plug it to the rooftop. It's right. Damn. <laughs> just USB cords going all over the place. It's awesome. Bone Jangles, I'll let you bring up what you've been playing since we've gone around the horn. But I do have one more that I do want to talk about before we end the segment. Hit it. Hit it. Oh, you okay with me? So yeah, this. This weekend, we had the open beta for the latest Ubisoft Battle Royale game that we're just going to touch on and give our quick first impressions. We will do our deep dive later, but of course, we're going to try to strike while the iron's hot, bring in those views and talk about the content. And that has been Hyperscape that just dropped this weekend, getting codes via Twitch streamers that are partnered. You know, it's one of those very similar to Valorant. You watch somebody stream, eventually you'll earn the code, but we were able to get some codes, uh, a fair amount of us, I think all four out of five of us were able to get this besides Bone Jangles. I know Washburn will talk about his workaround, but I do want to touch on Hyperscape since we do have the captive audience. It is the weekend of the open beta. Give our first impressions. And for me, I'm kind of impressed by it. I'm impressed. I, I have a little 50-50. I'm on the fence still of, will this take down one of the big three? My heart and my mind says no. But on the flip side, man, I had a good time this weekend. We're still have two full more days to keep playing it. But 
I am having a good time with Hyperscape. I like the different variations it's bringing into the Battle Royale genre, and I really want to talk about it with the team for just a little bit on our first impressions. I know me, Maddox, Washburn have really gone into it. Kevin's played a couple games. Bone Jangles hasn't been able to get a code. So I do want to break that down with you guys for just a little bit here. Yeah, I think... uh so for me, I didn't get a Twitch code, but what I did do is I just logged into my Uplay on my desktop and there was a banner and it said Hyperscape, click here to join the the tech test. And so I clicked it and I downloaded it and I started playing. Um, I, I don't know if that's the case for everybody, uh, but that was the case for me and I, I never got a Twitch code. I uh, I'll talk about this, you know, at the end of the show, but I've been watching this new streamer named Thor on Twitch who's who's been streaming it, you know, pretty much all week and trying to get that code. And eventually I just logged into Uplay and downloaded it without having a code. So that was something. The game itself is cranked up to 11 plus. Uh, it, it is as if somebody was sitting in a room saying, how do I make the fastest, most crazy battle royale out there how do we take the movement of apex and the chaos of uh of uh total mayhem in the overwatch map or or match and and just put that all into a battle royale if, like when you get to the end game it feels like unreal tournament almost to me uh i know me mike and kevin we made it we were in a top three situation once and it just lasted forever and ever and ever because when you die all you have to do is go to where someone else has died have one of your teammates run over they can res you right so the way you win those matches is you you wear a crown for a certain amount of time but our match sort of devolved into people just killing each other over and over and over again and it was total mayhem and i i had a lot of fun with it um i like you said mike i don't know if it has that staying power uh, to be able to take down the big three. And, and I've said this on a previous episode somewhere, but until Halo comes out with a battle royale, I, I just don't think any any new battle royale is going to have that sort of staying power because this is a new IP. It's something totally original and something that people don't know um, versus, you know, a Titanfall or a Call of Duty or a Fortnite, which was sort of the first one to really, really blow up. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I think it's a different vibe as well. Like you touched on with the revive mechanic is very interesting of like, it's teams of three. There's about 99 people. So there's like 33 squads in the map. The map is pretty big. It's very unique. It has a different kind of closing circle, which we'll touch on. But I do want to look at the revive mechanic, like Washburn brought up of like, when you die, you turn into like a pixelated ghost form of yourself that nobody else can see on the map when you're playing, if you're still alive. But you as a ghost can run to a revive spot, which is brought to you by somebody else dying, right? It's not your death area. You have to go find somebody else's death area, which is kind of fun of like, if somebody goes down early, do we run all the way across the map to where somebody else died? Or do maybe we trust in our teammate to have Washburn and Maddox kill one of the opponent team members and I can get a quick respawn there. But it is interesting of like, there is no buyback system. There's no gulag. It's don't recover somebody's banner like Apex. It is simply find somewhere that we can revive you on one of these pallet or on one of these like this area and we'll come revive you, which I kind of like that. It definitely makes for a fun mechanic of like, 
do you pull back? Do you keep pushing and kill the other team so we can revive on them? Or do we just start running? And of course, us being so early into the game, it, it became, hey, run for your life. Let's go 500 meters to the left over there. How do the guns work? With that revive work? mechanic, I would say that uh, it does end up that you end up being, if you just try and run for it and go somewhere else, Usually there's another team because they just killed the other guy. So it's you're going from one hot situation to the other, which is interesting as well. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. And then the gun yeah. mechanic like Boney just brought up is very interesting, right? It is a yeah. set of guns that you can grab, but instead of attachments, instead of, you know, what we'll call the normal like white, green, purple, whatever you want to call that scale, right? Now it's, hey, there's a set amount of guns on this and each one has its own name, its own play style. But for you to upgrade it, instead of grabbing attachments or finding a higher leveled one, you actually upgrade it through finding replicates of its own. So if you find, if you have a shotgun in your hand and you find another shotgun on the map, you grab it and you upgrade it to the level two shotgun and so forth until you max it out at, I believe, level five or six. But you just continue to look for the same duplicates of your weapon over and over again to continue to max it out on, you know, ammo capacity, damage, probably range as well a certain number of factors, which is really cool of like me, Washburn, Bone, and Kevin would be like, what are you running right now? And I'd be like, I'm running the, you know, assault rifle shotgun. Tell me if you see any of those. Or Washburn would be like, hey, I'm running the Skybreaker, which is like a big grenade fusion launcher, whatever you want to call it, ping that for me. And so you'd grab them. And I love that it's a quick grab, right? It's not hold down and sit there. It's like, Grab it, upgrade it, it's already gone, you're moving, which is really cool on that. It, it works the same way for the abilities as well. Yeah. So to touch on that. Yeah, touch on the abilities. Yeah, so there's, uh, it's kind of like in Apex, or I guess maybe Overwatch, where you have like certain abilities, like you can set up a wall, you can turn into a ball, you can uh, teleport, you can do a slam move, and you have two of the abilities at any time, and you can swap them out as you go or you can upgrade them just like you do with the gun system and they get more powerful or the cooldown time is usually the more important one that will tick down a little bit faster so you'll be able to set up a wall and then like the cooldown time will take five seconds off the thing on the level two and same thing with armor and healing so those are some of the variety of perks that they have going on at this time um i uh it feels like you need like one armor or health one perk running and then maybe like a teleport or slam or something that makes you be able to go a little bit further a little bit faster in my experience so far yeah my favorite so far has been invisibility and shield i like the invisibility for the disengage to get out of there and hide in a corner or like run away because i found a lot of these kids are much better than me and i got to give ubisoft credit they had controller support right off the bat just for this opening weekend right very aim assist is probably zero right there so it's very tough to keep up with kids on the mouse and keyboard but i loved being able to if the team died immediately go invisible start running the opposite way to get me some area or on the flip side if i wanted to be offensive go invisible and try to creep around somebody shotgun them in the back and i i like the abilities personally i think for me this is how i want abilities to be used i don't want to be tied to one character like apex with those abilities i'd rather Hey, you're generic soldier 46, and now you can grab whatever abilities you like. I absolutely love the ability idea here in this game right now. I think, yeah, it's 
it's extremely extremely accessible in terms of its mechanics it's not nearly as accessible in terms of its gameplay the would y'all agree with that uh we were getting stomped i mean just absolutely run on uh most of the matches we played in squads and maybe kevin can speak to his experience in solos because i think there is a solos mode um but one ammo type you know love that upgrading your weapons is as simple as finding another one upgrading your abilities is as simple as finding another one and these are all things that i hate to learn in a new br and i i think that's why i'm a little bit high on it right now is because i was able to go in understand the mechanics like after one or two matches and then really focus on the gameplay elements of it which is just extremely vertical very unique guns that all do pretty much completely different things and trying to figure out the movement systems and the slide and these these events that certain twitch chats can vote on um and things of that nature so i'm i'm pretty high on it i hope that it does have some sort of staying power but yeah i've I've only played squads i know kevin played solos and that might be a totally different story kevin how was solos uh Maddox said there was a solos game. I didn't. Have, I didn't do that one though. I just dropped mm-hmm. in the qu- the trios, but without filling in the squad. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was that was not fun. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that would be tough. Yeah, and then I tried to deal with randoms, but I I can't really communicate with them, so that was that was tough too. So I kind of just gave up after a while, and I was like, I'm not gonna play until I get a squad because it's it's I need coordination. I needed to know what everyone has and this and that. So. It was tough. Yeah, and there there is a ping system. It's not great. Um, it's it's sort of like war zones. You know, you you point your cursor at something, and you press the button, and your guy highlights a, a object or weapon on the map. Yeah. You know, sort of like any ping system. It's it's tied to on a controller. It's tied to the right stick. Uh, Kevin played on keyboard and mouse, and I think he was saying it was on the middle button. You press yeah. the middle button down. Yeah. Uh, scroll button. Um, yeah. yeah. Which I, I tried to play on keyboard and mouse, but I'm just absolute trash. So I just, I went to controller. Um, the two things that I just wanted to touch on were like the, how fast pace the movement is mm-hmm. like in the alternate universe where they didn't make apex legends and they made Titanfall BR. This would be a hundred percent what it would feel like. The only thing it's missing is wall running. If there was wall running in this game, it would be Titanfall without the Titans, which is interesting. The game, the gunplay is not nearly as good as Titanfall, Apex, Call of Duty, any of those, in my opinion. It just doesn't feel as crispy. Seems like most people are just using the Gatling gun, which is kind of like not that exciting to me. There's a lot of explosive weapons as well. And then the Twitch integration is actually like insane. So... I think it's just like for certain areas on the map. So one Twitch chat will probably be voting on it essentially if like a bunch of people are streaming or it will just be randomized and you can vote for like a triple jump event or a low gravity event or the health is just dropped all over the map or cooldown timers on uh powers are dropped all over the map and that's definitely the coolest Twitch integration I've seen that like the chat wants to like click and vote on which the next one is going to be which is pretty interesting and then to just touch on the solos mode real quick it's like the regular mode except foggy 
and it's orange fog and you can see like one building roof over and i guess they did that so that it's not just like some weird sniper camp fest or something but it's it's hard to track people down that's for sure that's interesting yeah i think you you hit the nail on the head right there the twitch integration is very cool and that will be something that leads into lasting and staying power right me as a viewer watching Maddock or Washburn or Kevin, the big time streamers, I like being involved in the game, right? Being able to vote on these events, even though they might be super small and maybe insignificant to some, I think that's really cool. And that that will help the staying power and the lasting power because a lot of people will want to tune in. You're going to get the audience involved. You're going to get them excited and thinking to themselves, wow, this is really cool. Like maybe I should try this game because of this. So I like that a lot. I think that's a pretty fun mechanic. I also like the map, right? I touched on the map at the beginning. The map is very interesting of, it's a big square essentially, but everybody, instead of a plane, they like split us all up into four different corners and everybody drops from different corners in larger groups. And I thought that was really cool as well. There's points of interest and then many points of interest, which I love seeing the map super lit up. I like the big points of interest, but then the smaller on the side. I think that's a great way to really bring some fun into it, bring some different levels of like, oh, let's go here, but we're going to go to this sector of it, which I love. I think that's really awesome. And the zone is very different as well. It's very similar to Darwin Project, a little similar to Ring of Elysium, where you start to break down zones. And instead of a circle coming in, instead of a big lightning storm, the whole world in that zone just starts to disintegrate and become nothing to just the base layer where you need to get out. You do take damage over time sitting in there, but it is pretty cool to see like the whole world, especially with how vertical this is, just start to disintegrate and fall down into just the base where it'd be essentially wide open and you're running on a flat surface trying to get into a new zone. I thought that was really cool and a, a different idea in the Battle Royale space that we see currently. Mm-hmm. Of Levolution, you know what I'm saying? Levolution, my favorite word to use. Yeah, rumors are it's coming out pretty soon. What do you guys think? Do you think they'll do a console tech test first? Uh, no. I hope they do because, I mean, going on computer and playing with the controller, there is no aim assist. Um, and, and so when, when you bring that over to console, um, people who primarily play on consoles, that, that's not going to be a great reception, I think, if they just bring it over with no aim assist at all. Um so I, I would think they do want to put that out there, have have people try it, maybe tweak and and make some adjustments if if the reception's not extremely hot on that side. Be interesting. I mean, we do have the we have the Ubisoft event coming up this week too, so it will be very interesting to see if they bring. I mean, of course, they have to bring this up now. Kind of came out of the blue, and now it's here. So release date, maybe you know, console tech test. I personally don't think they will. I think your tech test is here, and then we just go with the release. It reminds it's me... and A server test, mostly, really. Yeah, it reminds me. I'm sure people might rip me apart, but, like, this reminds me as somebody that's not the best first-person shooter. It reminds me of, like, a Doom or a Unreal Tournament where, like, it is... It's not really helping you. It, it will punish you if you can't get that right on the money. And, yeah, I think console players need a little bit of an aim and assist for sure, but it, it reminds me of those days where I would play that and you would be swinging your thumb around. The whole thing was flying sideways, you know, with how fast it was going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say if, this, if there's one takeaway from it for me, it's that 
there's some obvious Unreal Tournament inspiration there, especially in the end game. You know, the the middle game and early game, we were sort of looting, trying to fuse our weapons and abilities up as much as we can, get into a fight here or there. But I know once me, Mike, and Kevin got into that end game, it was like playing a completely different game almost. It was just absolute mayhem, and I had a lot of fun in that that little five minute, ten minute stretch there in that end game. Yeah, that was super dope. Of course, more to come. Just the alpha test that we played this weekend. Um, we'll play some more until the seventh, and then we'll go from there. We'll see what uh, we'll see what happens here with this BR. Can't wait to definitely touch on it and do the deep dive with everybody on it. Oh, for sure. Do you have any other thoughts on that? I feel like you didn't say a lot. Who? Okay. Who? You, Kevin. Kevin. Oh, you cut out. I didn't hear what he said at first. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I was saying, did you have any other thoughts on that? You only said a little bit. The game sucks, dude. I don't worry forever. Yeah, more <laughs> forever. Got it, got it. Yeah, that's all right. I like it. So this week, I've been... I actually finished The Last of Us Part Two. Finally took me about 25 hours. I know people here haven't finished it yet, so I won't go too much into it. But if you were spoiled on this game and it made you not want to play it, but you were interested before that, I would say 100% play it. Out of context, I went back and saw the spoilers after I finished it. So I so I got an idea of what everybody got spoiled on. Out of context, um, you definitely need to play this. If you were interested in playing it, go play it. Fantastic game. Set pieces are amazing. The cutscenes are amazing. And I really I really did like the story. Um but yeah, I highly suggest you guys go play it. I've I'm back at I'm heavy back into Apex now that we tried it out last week. I'm starting to prefer Apex more than Warzone. Just because I like the abilities. I like the characters. Um the movement is way better. That's why I'm a little interested in hyperscape because i love the movement of it it looks so cool um i'm also on the mcu rewatch just finished age of ultron so i'm i think that kicks off um phase three after age of ultron been a blast going back through these movies i've seen all of them multiple times already i've watched them all in theaters when kind of funny did their rewatch i watched them all i probably rewatch them at least once a year so looking forward to getting through all that. And now I'm just waiting for the next big thing. We got Ghost of Tsushima coming up. And I think Paper Mario was on the same day. So I'll probably be playing a lot of Apex, um, Warzone before those come out. I also dive back into Overwatch and a little bit of Rocket League as well. So I've been all over the place. I play like a few matches here and there. So I'm not, I'm not into them too heavy. But yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing this week. Um... Let's see. What do we got next? Game of the week, guys. Our point of interest, PUBG. That was our about the Warzone midseason with Juggernaut Royale. We've been playing oh. that. Oh yeah, yeah. Or do we want to skip over that? You could talk what about it. Feeling? What do you got for me, Maddox? For Warzone? Oh, I, 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 well, <laughs> I just watched a little of them playing uh, the Juggernaut Royale, and it was just ridiculous. Mike, you seem to love it. What do you got? I love you it. Want to say I think it. I think it's dumb fun in the war zone for sure. This is much better than realism mode, a hundred percent. This made for a fun weekend in the war zone, and these are the kind of events that I want to see to take the a little bit of competitive edge off of it, make it a little bit more fun and zany. And this is the right move, right? Because when you drop in, there are three points of interest with the juggernaut suit ready to drop, and it is 
the whole server dropping at these three different points, absolutely shooting each other with just pistols. If you're smart enough, you'll run away, grab a good gun and come back. And it's just a brawl over the one box for the juggernaut suit. And Kevin can contest, right? The moment you get the juggernaut suit, you have a minigun turret with 200 bullets in it, infinite ammo. You actually regain health every time you kill a player out in the war zone. And you have this sick iPod that's right on your chest and it's just blaring death metal music. And it makes for this fun situation of if you don't get the juggernaut suit, everybody starts running. If you get it, you just start shooting fish in a barrel left and right. And it is dumb fun, a great addition. And me and Kevin even got to share a win together where we both had juggernaut suits on. And it was one kid just praying for his life and he knew he wasn't going to win. <laughs> that kid knew he was dead from the point he saw two juggernauts coming at him. So <laughs> that was awesome. Top 10 clip right there. Yeah. Kevin, what'd you think of it? It was fun. I liked it. Uh, I really wanted to try out everyone and the whole squad having a juggernaut suit and see how that plays out. Cause we're, we're kind of, when you're in the juggernaut suit, you're all kind of at a disadvantage. Cause yeah, you're using the minigun, but it's, it's really slowly like, kind of turn it on because it, it it does have to spin around first and then shoots so i wonder what would happen if like there's a squad coming up on us can they take out all three juggernauts because they're our aim's not that great too because it's it, it's kind of hip fiery so uh I, i'm curious if that's a disadvantage or an advantage being in the war zone with three juggernauts but uh yeah it was a fun fun time we got that duo juggernaut win and uh, I, I can't wait to see what else they got for us. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, when you are in the juggernaut suit, you show up on the map no matter where you are. So every team knows where you are and to avoid you or to push you over there. You could tell juggernauts were getting in cars. People were chasing us down with the juggernaut inside of a car at one point. The, re the health regen is a very interesting mechanic because, yeah, you are the point of interest on the whole entire server. So you're going to take a lot of shots. And I like the idea of, if you kill someone, you get to regen some health back. It's not a giant, massive bar of health, but at least, like, it feels, oh, man, I'm not at 10%, and this is my last-ditch effort. It's like, oh, if I kill this kid, I'm going to get back into it. You know what I mean? I thought that was really cool, very nice. As a juggernaut, you you can pick up cash. You can't pick up shields. You can't you can't really buy anything. Or you can buy stuff, but, like, you're, you can't pick up guns for when you're out of it. Once you go into the suit, you're committed to the suit. And if you die, you're out of the suit and you go into the gulag. So it's a pretty cool mechanic. I, I loved the idea that they didn't. It, it was a fun weekend with this. So when you kill the juggernaut, do you become the juggernaut? Is that how Negative. it works? That no? suit's just off the map. There's like a total of four to five mm. suits total. Mm. I think it goes three at the beginning, one towards the early mid game, and then one at the late game. So you'll only see five. I want to say six as well, maybe. But it, it's very minimal amount of suits here. And no, you don't take over right after that. It it's gone, and you just keep moving. So the only other thing about the mid season thing that I wanted to see if anyone had any opinions on is if we felt like the two hundred player war zone changed anything. I, mean, I think our go ahead, Kevin. I was like, that, I don't think that I don't see a difference between that with the two hundred player war zone because it felt like a normal war zone game. So. I'm fine if they keep it as 200 players. So, we got if anything, if anything, our kill numbers went up a little bit. 
You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Sure. And I, that's not me, you know, bragging, you're saying that we're good or anything. Like, <laughs> I'm bragging. I have, no, I have noticed that like this weekend, we've been coming out of matches with seven, eight kills a piece a lot of the time. Um, and I think that's probably a result of adding those 50 players. I just wish they'd leave quads alone, man. It's like, why, why does quads have to be the mode that you experiment with, you know? Maybe making it realistic, adding 50 players. Juggernaut's um, trios. But they're still regular trios. Is there? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's it's mm. like quads is mm. always that mode that they're trying something new with. You know what I mean? And that, that just confuses me. But other yeah, than that, it's all, fine. Yeah, I guess it didn't... I, we, I thought it was going to make a bigger difference than it did, I guess. In mm-hmm. the end you're just going to run into more people and kill a few more people before you get to the final. Yep. How, how are we feeling about the snipers and the gulag? Love, love it. it. I love it's it. Amazing, I love dude. it. It's hilarious. If we're the best at the best, this is no problem for you, dude. You know, if you're just down all the time, you know, complaining that, Oh, I want my machine gun back, this and that. Oh, you know, you just, you just suck at the game. You know? Like, what do you think of it? I don't know. I don't know. I think that might be a jab at me, squad, and viewers out there. I think that might be a jab at me. I will say my win percentage in the Gulag has drastically taken a dip due to the snipers, but it is dumb fun in the Gulag because it's either you get a K9, which is single shot, you get the AX50, which has way too big of a scope inside of a 20 by 20 shower. So yes. it's a pretty fun situation. And yeah, it leads to a lot of fisticuff fights, it leads to a lot of throwing knife kills. It leads to a lot of beatdowns. It's actually led to me capturing more flag points than usual, right? Because of the single-shot nature, if I get on the flag point and you look at me and I'm able to dodge that bullet, it's over because you're going to still have to reload and I'm going to capture that flag. So I've taken a dip in wins, but I am I, I have a smile on my face and we're doing dumb stuff for sure. Yeah, I just it's for me, it's just less sweaty in the gulag. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not trying as hard because with these snipers, I know so much of it is is down to luck. Um, you know, who peaks first is, is sort of the thing. So for me, I've just been flying in the gulag, just running as fast as I can, trying to make the other dude miss because I'm moving so fast. And surprisingly, a lot of the times that works and I'm able to close in on somebody and beat them down or just get them with a throwing knife. Um, I've come out of the gulag laughing a whole lot more than... I was when it was just ARs and it was just like it was try hard gulags every single time. So I, I love the change. Yeah. True, question is, king. true question is what's next? We've seen pistols and shotguns, we've seen assault rifles and SMGs, we've now seen the snipers with like a marksmanship rifle. What is next in the gulag? Riot shields. Rocket launchers. Make it happen. Riot shields and rocket launchers. Oh. Throwables oh, only. Yeah. <laughs> Throwables only would be interesting. People for up in the balconies can only kill. Whoever they kill first gets to come back. Oh, yeah, rocks. Yeah. <laughs> what, what else did they add them in season? I don't, kind of deleted what I was going to talk about. They added the new sniper. What was it called? Yeah, oh, yeah but, but I feel like barely any of us have used it, and there hasn't been any result in terms of anything exciting with it. Do you they have to unlock the thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. you do. You have to unlock it by, uh, what is it? Yeah. Quick scopes with the Three quick or... scopes and 15 separate games in the regular multiplayer mode, mm. which is kind of awful. They 
quote unquote nerfed the growl. But it didn't um, change anything. Yeah. Quote Mike, unquote, you, right. No way. Nerf. You, you you still feeling good about the growl? I'm still in feel I still feel like I'm totally viable and in the game all of the time. I will say you can definitely tell there was a noticeable difference of I believe really just damage from distance, right? Like I can still shoot you from far away. It's just not as fast as a turnaround to into a downer and a kill like it used to be. But I still feel confident as all can be. I mean, close to mid-range, fine. Long range still hits you. Might be a little bit less damage than it used to do, but I still feel totally viable. The recoil is not that bad at all. So there's no need for me personally as somebody that's really attached themselves to the grow to say, oh man, I got an issue. I need to go over to the m4 the m13 not at all i think if you've been rocking the growl you're totally fine continue to rock it you're still viable in the war zone yeah i switched up to the m4 about a week and a half ago and just sort of never looked back um so it's a, i i've got no comment on the growl nerf uh they also added a few new guns on the ground as well right uh, a couple there's a thermal ars blip. Blueprints, I think. Mm -hmm. Thermal ARs, a, a new SMG. The I new think sniper the... is in the ground too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The the Fennec is is I somewhere used it out for like there. Ten minutes and then gave up on it. Yeah. The, the Fennec's actually... still pretty good though. Yeah. Actually, Everything about Warzone is good. Actually, the nerve something else, and I think Mike might have noticed because he, I think he switched to it. I don't know if he switched back. It's the MP5. Mm -hmm. Mike, did you switch to the MP7? afterwards because you felt something different about it or what's up with that so the mp5 is still viable close to mid-range it's definitely noticeable of a i would say maybe distance is similar to the growl right the mp5 was looked at as all of a sudden you could start shooting people from like a mid to large long range scenario with that mp5 and actually do damage and kill people right now it does not feel like that distance is still viable so now it's been kind of pulled back. It feels like more of an SMG where, yes, this is close to a little extended into the mid-range, but not like it used to be where if you were 100 yards over there, I could pull out the MP5 and still shoot you down. So I, I've switched over to the MP7, and that's simply because I notice when I drop into the war zone with the squad, the one gun that I want in my hands over, any assault rifle, any shotgun, any sniper, any marksmanship rifle, is that MP7, whether it be gray green or the uh the harpy which is blue edition with the red dot on top i feel most comfortable with that and i mean if we drop in and i get that gun over a bison over anything i feel like i could conquer and mm -hmm. so it's like if i feel that confident with the ground mp7s why am i not using a nice custom mp7 that could elevate my gameplay so over the week i've been trying when we get our loadout drops to get that second weapon as the mp7 you know how much have I used it? Not that much. The Growl and I are still getting it done, but I am weaning off the MP5 as my secondary loadout, but I haven't had enough interactions where I'm using the MP7 during that late game push. I love how you said, oh, it feels like an SMG now. Like, that's how it's supposed to be. It, it, like. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. That was the issue, right? It's yeah. like the MP5, truly, if you were mid-range with the MP5, all of a sudden, you're you're busting heads. And I don't think that's what it's supposed to do. You know, it's not like you're not shooting an MP7 from 100 yards away across the street. That's not really the viable move know. there. I feel like I can do that, though. Kevin, you're 4.5 KD, okay? We know you can do anything. No, I'm no, just saying, like, you shouldn't be doing that, though. I think that's the main goal. You shouldn't be. 
I, I was gonna say I feel like that with the MP7, but with the MP5, I don't feel I can't I can't do that with it even before the nerf. So that's why I was like I'm surprised they nerfed that and not the MP7. So it was interesting. I, I guess I don't know. We're, I guess we're good with different weapons too. So that is true. Everybody's gonna be different. I do want to bring up. If we're talking about mid-season changes, we got to give some credit to whoever's running the store because those two latest holiday 4th of July packs are absolutely fire. I mean, take my money. Here's my wallet. I'm buying those immediately. They added new horns into it. They added a fun, like, full-on American flag costume for one of the guys with short shorts and stuff. They got the three different guns, one shooting fireworks out of it. I mean, whoever did this, Great job. Way to seize the opportunity, the moment, because that's an instant buy right there. The thing about these cosmetics that I love more than anything is that they still fit within the aesthetic of the game. You know what I mean? It's, we're not in Black Ops territory yet. Um, and, and I hope that guns we... in red, white, and blue. Yeah, I mean, they, they're these guns that have the red, white, and blue tracers and the little effect, you know, when the bullet hits the thing. But we're, we're not wearing pink pants and... And We're not wearing with, a, with a green like camo Fortnite. jacket, yeah. It, it let's leave that stuff in black ops. Let's keep some semblance of an aesthetic here in modern warfare before we feel like we have to, you know, jump the shark and go full crazy with it like PUBG has. You know did, what I mean? Did they have that in blackout? I don't think they did like anything crazy like that. Like, they didn't have the crazy character skins like they did in Black Ops 4 multiplayer? No. I mean, how crazy were they? I don't feel like they were that crazy. I, Some like, of them got pretty colorful. I guess. But I, I, I was thinking more of a Fortnite type of deal. I thought that's what you were going with. Mm-hmm. Think I, I'm thinking more like PUBG, you know. Mm. PUBG. PUBG. It's a good game. Warzone's king. Warzone's still king, but before Warzone, way before Warzone, we had our game of the week, PUBG. Who wants to give us some background information on PUBG? Who's got it up? Anybody? Badock, you know it's you. You're the best (laughs) at it. It won't let me open it with my other one open. I think a lot of us can say that this was like one of the first like realistic type battle royale experiences that we had. And since uh, Fortnite was the only thing on console before it in terms of battle royales, I think. So uh, that that came out. They promised it by the end of 2017, and it released in December of 2017, early access on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it came out earlier that year in like July for PC. And the 1.0 version of PUBG was released in around the same time as the Xbox version. And... Um, so this is like considered to be the defining game of the battle royale genre, um, especially due to its popularity. Even though previous games had existed before, and PUBG started out as a mod of Arma Three, um, the if we all recall back in the day, PUBG sued somehow even after being a mod for a little while, decided to sue Fortnite for copyright infringement on the battle royale idea idea and they uh eventually gave up on that lawsuit because i I just don't think that was gonna that was gonna work it was a good way to like try and get press i guess but fortnite had already like started to run away with the overall popularity i mean pubg was still like up there for sure and then when you think of pubg you just think of 
the classic, the most classic version of a battle royale. You drop in, you parachute. You can't like cut your parachute and then re-parachute. You cut your par- you parachute once, and you go land. No weapons, no armor, uh, no pants in the beginning. If I believe cor- if I recall correctly, uh, you had to like you could like pick up pants off the ground, um, and uh, eventually they added character customization that let you uh have pants and a shirt when you landed um you gotta pick up your armor you gotta pick up your guns and then the part that doesn't translate well to console is definitely the attachment system that they have in this game where you have to like kind of like especially on the early days you had to drag the attachment or double click the attachment onto the gun mm-hmm. instead of it just auto populating onto the gun and every gun when you pick it up gotta reload it got to switch the fire rate to full auto instead of single shot um it's definitely that kind of a game and uh there's vehicles and a blue storm that surrounds the map you can last a lot i forgot how long you could actually last outside the storm until we played uh yesterday um there's a decent amount of time that you can spend in the storm without losing too much health um which is nice because uh at one point, my roommate used to call it either the jogging simulator or the camping simulator because I'd be like hiding in a bathtub because I was I was a big solos guy when it first came out on Xbox. I didn't have the squad to go and drop hot and whatnot. So it would be like me just running across the map, hiding in a bathtub, getting further along. And then um, it just, the circle collapses. And then if you're the last one surviving, you win. And... There's level tiers to the armor, but other than that, it's pretty much the straightforward version. The ammo is not simplified at all. You have to look and see if you got the 7.62 rounds, the 5.56 rounds, the 9 mil rounds. And definitely provides that like most realistic version of a battle royale. And I guess that's like the, the big easy summary. Uh, the only thing that... I would add is that currently they have a four maps, which is the most of any battle royale that I know of, um, and they are on a random rotation. Uh, I think I got to drop into all of them yesterday, They're, and they vary in size. Um, with either the desert map, we couldn't decide whether the desert map or the original Russian map were the largest, but either of those maps you land on, you got to traverse a whole lot during that battle royale. Yeah, I love, man, when you read that all back to me, man, it brings a smile to my face and actually gets me excited because when I think of PUBG, I I have a lot of great memories. I think of it as one of my truest first ever battle royales, especially being such a big console player. This was special to get over on Xbox and I was so happy they did it because when you're looking in and out, right, like it's a lot So for you know PUBG to really bridge the gap, yeah, there was Fortnite, but like for PUBG to be one of those true big dogs in the space to bridge the gap and come to console, that was a special moment for me. And I always look at PUBG as kind of like the godfather of the Battle Royale genre. No matter what came before it or what was around during that time, PUBG had the most staying power. It had the mindset of the people. And I look at that as like, this is the godfather of Battle Royales. This is almost where it started. And Man, oh man, so many great times. It, to see it evolve to where it once was, 
is truly incredible. When we jump back this week, to think back when I first played it during that first initial launch window on Xbox, there used to be cosmetics and clothing on the ground for you to loot. People were so mad at this, where you would drop down and there would be a trench coat and a pair of pants and a beanie. But where are the guns is what you'd be yelling. Where's my backpack? But I always think that's some of the funniest stuff to think back to is like nowadays when you drop into the war zone, there's not a pair of pants sitting on the ground. Back in the day <laughs> of PUBG, there was a pair of pants there and you were in a panic all of a sudden. And man, man oh man, this I cannot yeah. wait to break this down with you guys because those I early days. This. Yeah. Ooh. You could land and the buildings wouldn't have been like the geometry would still be loading in. Yep. Yep. Or you could get trapped inside of a building. Even to this day, I was just watching last night. I was telling the guys, I think we'll touch on this, but PUBG's had such a long staying power now, especially during the time where it's shifted away from being one of the big three. It has a big esports scene. And I was watching one of the actual PUBG esports going on last night and they were going into the map and the map wasn't even loaded in yet. You could still see as they were flying over, it would just slowly loads in textures. And like, yeah, that's one of the jank parts of it. But at the same time, like, that's one of the, like those novel, like special parts of it. It's like, you know the map, you know where you're going, but like, it's just a blank piece down below you, which is wild. Were they playing on console? That esports team? What's going on? PC. They're on PC. PC. Oh, it's interesting. Because I don't think, I've seen that like where the texture pops in on PC. Because I when I first played it, it was like, Right around when they first came out on PC. So that was way before Xbox. But, like, I didn't ever notice that much of a texture pop in late. I felt like it did, but, like, it I, I would, it would just pop in right away. It didn't take too long sometimes. But it wasn't like the Xbox version where, like, it takes forever. You can even go into the house and the textures haven't popped in yet. So it's interesting that uh you guys had that experience. I, I never really had that experience. So as as someone who's been playing this game on a base PlayStation 4 all week, I can tell you it still does the texture lo loading. Mm -hmm. Looks like clay. Looks like you're landing in clay when you're dropping from the airplane. I it might work better on a PS4 4 Pro, but I highly doubt it. Yeah, so for me, I I never got into PUBG to the level that you guys did. I I remember going to work and all the kids saying wash mr washburn there's this game where there's a hundred people and they're all dropping in and the last one standing wins and i'm just like i'm over here playing like the division and just He's like a... yeah just mlb the show and and normal games and i didn't truth be told i didn't understand what PUBG was until i played fortnite and then went back to PUBG. And I would hear kids arguing all the time, you know, Fortnite or PUBG, Fortnite or PUBG. And so many of my kids were just Fortnite just stole what PUBG did for, you know, for like a full year. Um, there was just that crowd that I just was so vocal about how Fortnite had stolen everything PUBG was and how PUBG was just the better game. And I remember that sort of rivalry uh, going back to it now. For me, it, it's tough because the game, when you compare it to things that are out today, um, just doesn't it just doesn't hold up. You know, if we're if we're being honest, from the texture pop into the performance on a console, um, which is what we played it on, uh, there is what I loved about it is how goofy 
you could get. And and I I think it was yesterday, the day before we were playing, and I recorded this, Mike putting me on the back of a motorcycle and saying, <laughs> how much zone damage are we taking to just so he could drive his motorcycle way, way out into the storm and, and bust a double backflip off of a specific hill. Um, and we ended up doing that, and it was hilarious. And I think that's something that PUBG still still can provide is is that sort of shenanigans yeah definitely i i like PUBG a lot and like maddox said you can take a lot of zone damage me watching the pros last night they were harping on like some teams will just stay in the zone for quite some time continue the loot circles and then rotate in but it's very interesting to see nowadays when us playing you know Warzone, that first circle if you get eaten up by that you're not making it out as opposed to PUBG. Back in the day and still to this day, that first, second circle, you can kind of dilly-dally. You can kind of take your time. You're slowly making it through. And, like, you will survive in that. And it's a very interesting mindset of, like, now we've seen the change, right? Of, like, hey, you could camp in this circle. Or you can, like, really slow down your gameplay and just sit in the bathtub all day. To now where it's like, no, that first zone's going to kill you. You better get involved and get over there, as we've seen with these games. Which, you know, I like and dislike. But, man, oh, man, PUBG how big the map feels as well. The map feels big. And there's four of them now, which each one is so unique and different. I was telling the guys, I like PUBG because it has stuck with the formula throughout all of its time around here, right? The formula has always been try to be as realistic as possible, be a military shooter. If you die, you die. And I think that's one that kind of draws me to PUBG of like, yeah, it sucks when you die and you get punished. But like at the same time, you know, if you win out, like, that's the best feeling. You shoot down Timmy, Timmy's not coming back. You shoot down Tommy over there, Tommy's not coming back. There's no revive, no buyback. And I like that they've stuck strong to like, this is the path, we're going to stay on it, and no avoiding like the respawns or anything. I kind of dig that, and I like the realistic feel. The other one I want to bring up is like, PUBG is the only Battle Royale right now that I truly feel that is totally wide open in a lot of parts of the map, and it's all about like, big sniper fights, right? Like when you look at Warzone, you look at Apex, look at Fortnite, there's some wide open areas, but nothing to the point of PUBG where you're on that desert map and you can see three valleys the opposite way and some kid is sniping you from a cactus from a billion yards away. And I think that's like some of the coolest moments of how big the map feels, how big the world feels. And we're about to have a gigantic sniper fight from a kid that probably a little pixel on your screen which i think is truly incredible yeah i think it's like most of these battle royals where we go back and play for me it was you know that that first game those first two games it's like oh man this is really rough but after that third game you start to feel it and you want to go back for more and i definitely felt that here you know af- after that third game i was like all right i'm ready i'm ready to get back in there and and keep going and something i think PUBG does really well now um is it makes loot rewarding. And I think part of that is the fact that it's so specific. When you, when you find that 5.56 ammo that you've been looking for, you know, for 20 minutes, it's just like, oh my God, finally. When you find a level two backpack to be able to carry more energy drinks or painkillers, you know, it's, it's, you feel that like a sense of satisfaction from that. And, and I've said it before, but like, rewarding loot is so key to a br and i think PUBG actually does it pretty well 
and and by that third game i was ready to to keep going i started to feel it and have a lot of fun with it fun game fun really game uh vehicles are fun to use as always remember mike don't bump into anything lightly because you just blow up sometimes yeah. so we blew up uh yesterday that's for sure mm-hmm yeah, it's oh, very man. interesting, and I don't want to cut off Kevin because I want to hear what Kevin thinks of it, but it is interesting of, like, the vehicles are totally different than any of the other vehicles, right? Like, these vehicles take damage. These vehicles will explode if you drive them sideways or off the road. Unlike Warzone, where they really feel like, I'm banging into a tree, I'm jumping sideways off of a mountaintop. Like, that thing's not going to explode at all, which is, you know, good and bad, but at least with PUBG, you know, if you drive that car into a rock or a tree, it's most likely going to take a lot of damage or it's just going to straight up explode. You know? And then you can also pop the tires, which is the big thing I liked. Yeah, and put that's people, super cool. Popping tires, making sure that no one else can use it. You can't do that in Warzone, which sucks. I really wish they can do that in Warzone. Popping tires. but mm -hmm. That's what I like. A lot of attachments on these guns, yeah. Yeah, the vehicles are punishing, man. I, I mean, I, I was riding in a little sidecar. I think it was Kevin or Matt I, driving. I don't remember who, but like uh, you were driving the motorcycle. I was in a sidecar. We were going like 10 miles an hour and I jumped out to go loot a nearby house and took like 25% damage. And I was just like, Oh my goodness, man, this is, this is tough. You have to be careful on those things. Yeah. I got to wait for it, it to fully stop. And then that's when you can get out. Mm -hmm. It's only grounded vehicles, right? There's no helicopters. Is there? What was that before, Mike? You they, said... they did add at one point on Aaron Gall, they had a little fun patch for maybe a weekend or for a little bit where they created a flying glider. Think of one of those airplanes mm. with like the fan behind it. And like, it's like, you know, it's got the little kite on top of it. They had that. They could fit two people and you could glide around. But we did not see that on our return. I know that happened when we kind of fell off of PUBG. But very interesting to see. But no true flying mechanics in that game i definitely think that that's where warzone and PUBG kind of succeed is like when you're not winning and you start to do some goofy stuff like trying to chop people with a helicopter in warzone or backflip your motorcycle like you have such a good time and you're just laughing with your friends and that's like what makes PUBG special more than the trying to get wins or the going house to house or trying to snipe someone across the map it's like oh let's just we're in this situation these vehicles are weirdly fragile we have to get back in the zone and it just gets wild from there yeah i, I love it i'm loving it yeah it is fun it's a lot of fun going back to but i don't think i will after all that's come out lately it's gonna yeah, be hard to stick with this one i totally agree and and what i the question in my mind is when we rank this, you know, the, the question I've been asking myself is when you do you rank it as it is now against what there is now? Because if that's the case, then this game ranks in my mind pretty low. But if we're if we're thinking about. This is sort of the game that started it all and, and gave us a genre um, that we love then you you know that sort of nostalgia factor brings it up but when you look at PUBG as it is now and you compare it to a Warzone or an Apex um 
it's tough, man. It's it's it runs poorly on console, even if you put the the frame setting on uh, the performance setting. The texture popping is tough. You know, sometimes I don't even know where I'm dropping. Um, but you know that that mayhem and that sort of comedy factor of it is what keeps me going. So I yeah, it's an interesting conundrum. I really like the as one well. game. Yeah, exactly. Chicken dinners, <laughs> right? I mean, the the fun part is as well is like to think of some of the mechanics in there. What we touched on when we were playing, right, is that lean left or right. There is no mount. There is no cover system. It is like you get behind something, you can lean left or right, which I really like the implementation of. I'd like to see that in other games, especially once you've played so much, you know, maybe Rainbow Six and stuff with the changing of shoulders. I just love being able to lean to one side or lean to the other when there isn't a mount now involved, especially Call of Duty. You don't see that often in other ones. The weapons are really cool, right? They are grounded weapons. There's a select amount of them. And I like the different ammo. I like the attachments to upgrade it, whether it be the clips, the stocks, the barrels, the uh, underbarrels for the four grips. I think, like Washburn said, the loot is very rewarding when you find that one piece you really needed to elevate it to the next level. The gunplay is tough. It, it definitely feels old. It feels, it just doesn't run as clean as the other ones. But man, oh man, when you hit that shot, when you take that person down, it does feel very, very rewarding. I, I would almost say it feels more rewarding, maybe because you're battling through so much than it is to take somebody down in Apex Legends for me. I don't know if it's the case with just the Xbox. I mean, like, I know the PC one still doesn't run exactly perfect, but I don't know if it's the case with the Xbox one. But, like, what what I was saying yesterday was if this game was built exactly the same from the ground up so that everything, like, when you're jumping in, there isn't any weird loading issues and all the the weird bug-type things with, like, visuals and distance just, like, weren't there... Like this would be a really fun game to go back to. It's just the that that thing when you're like jumping in or you're land if you're bone jingles and you're landing on like on my old Xbox, I'd land. The texture like the textures would not be in. Sometimes the buildings wouldn't even be there. And that's like not a good experience and it doesn't make you want to come back to it as much, I think. And if if but if it was built up like the exact same way with the armor systems, the guns, the attachments, all that, and the vehicles, even with the vehicles being, like, weirdly fragile sometimes, where you run into, like, a strange rock, I think you could just, you'd have, like, a very good game. It's just those weird texture pop-in issues and long trying to look at someone from, like, a long distance. Or, like, there was a thing where if you were on, like, a regular Xbox versus an Xbox One and you were laying in the grass, you could see the person through the, because they, they weren't, they thought they were hiding in the grass, but they actually weren't. In, uh, like when it was the resolution on your xbox wasn't keeping up yeah I, I remember those days i also want to give some credit to like the care package system that was one oh, of the yeah. first times we ever saw care packages dropping in and like crate weapons really changing the tide of battle at the end you could get the ghillie suit inside of that now it looks like you can call them in with flares as well so when we were playing there was a lot of action not only from the normal care package but kevin was like Hey, there's a flare over there and we showed up and like sure enough there was a squad ready to grab their own loot and ready to go for it which i really like that i love seeing the care packages and that's something we don't really see in warzone right in apex there are the care packages in fortnite there used to be 
the loot llamas. There used to be the balloons over there, and I'm sure there still Just are. But like, packages in Fortnite, this, I think. This PUBG is like that's where it, uh, that's where it began for me as well, right? Of like you saw that red smoke, you know that that whatever guns inside is going to change the battle for sure. And I loved going up there. I love having the interactions happen as well up there with the loot dropping. What Another thing that makes this game hard for me to go back to is the friendly fire. You could shoot ah. your teammates. And that's a big problem with some of the bugs that game has because sometimes your um, people on your squad, their names don't pop up. So they just, look like a, they just look like a random random player. So if they're coming around the corner and you just see that, you, you, there's a good chance you're going to kill them. Yeah, that happened with me and Mike uh, yesterday. I, yep. I had Maddox and Kevin on the bottom of my screen and I was like, where's Mike? Is he in the match? And Matt and Kevin are like, yeah, dude, he's right here. You know, you don't see him. He runs around the corner and I pop a shot right into his chest. <laughs> he's like, it's me, Washford. It's me. And I was just like, how am I supposed to know this? You know what I mean? Uh, so that's a, yeah, that's a tough bug, yeah, uh, especially with, with friendly fire on. For how long it's been out. And it still happens. Really yeah. Be a yeah. Thing. yeah, like when I was playing on PlayStation just the other day, um, I was dropping in. The weapons loaded in, but the building didn't yet. So when we yeah. hit the ground, you could see where the weapons are, but you couldn't open a door or anything to get inside because the building hasn't loaded. So me and my um, friend, we were just scouting out where the weapons were, and then we see the other team on the other side of the building. I'm pretty sure they were looking where all the weapons were. So it, it's kind of kind of annoying to have bugs like that, considering how long that game has been out. Yeah, I also want to give credit to all the maps, right? Like, you got to look at it, like Maddox brought up. How many Battle Royals have we seen where they have that many maps now? They are still in full rotation. We're talking four maps. Kevin said there might even be a fifth, but we know for sure there's a good four maps, and each and every one of them is so unique, so fun, and so varied and different, right? There's Erangel, the first map, the iconic PUBG map. You will never forget this map from the military base to Georgie Pool, to Pachinki in the middle. Like, there is nothing that you will ever forget about this map if you've played a Battle Royale and you've played PUBG. Then to see the desert map and see how wide open it is, the hills to the valleys, to what that looked like. And then you continue on. They were like, you know what? We've given you two gigantic maps. We're going to make a really small, in-your-face jungle map. And that was really fun. To the resort, to the military base, the different cocaine fields as well. Like, they're so unique. And now on the fourth map where it's snow, there's snow bikes. Of course, you know, I love the snow bike, but there's Dino Land, which you land in. It's like, wow, look at this amusement park. They've added in a train. Everybody's got to have a train. Just, you know, <laughs> side note, everybody's got to have a train. Call of Duty, we're waiting for your train. But the four maps are so unique, so big, so varied. And you don't see many Battle Royales where it's like, oh, we got four solid maps here. And sure, you might not like one as much as the other, but like these are four solid maps that you can have a good time on if you know them, if you enjoy playing the game that really vary up the gameplay, which you got to give some credit to that. That's impressive. Kevin, as the person who's probably played this game the second most, I just want to hear like your general thoughts on it. Because like Mike and you have obviously dropped into this game quite a bit, but. You've obviously played a little bit on PC as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think I'm the second most. I might be the first most. Mike just hasn't seen my stats on PC yet, so he doesn't see the 700 <laughs> hours I put it into it. I'm just saying. Gotcha. 
a good mic in that game. But uh, no, yeah, I, when I started playing with Mike a bit more, he was playing a bit a bit less of PUBG. But when we went into PUBG, I did not like it on console. It did not feel right from switching to PC to uh, Xbox. It's not it's not the control and anything. It's just like it didn't run well. It did not run well at all. But I guess Mike was used to it by then, so he didn't see nothing wrong with it. And I was like, man. If you play it on PC, it, it runs a bit better than this. It like it's it's stable, it's sixty frames, textures popping a lot quicker sometimes. But uh, I felt like we I did I felt like I did pretty well too when I played on PC. I get I did get some chicken dinners here and there. I got a couple solos. I did a lot of quads. That's what I, a lot of chicken dinners came from. But. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot more on PC, and I I, I still like the game overall. I still want to go back to it on PC, but, you know, there's friends out there who don't want to play anymore, and people don't want to buy it. Because remember, this is not a free game. This is one of the rare, like, Battle Royales that's not mm -hmm. free. It's still, like, yep. what, 30 bucks, and, and then on sale, they're 15 bucks. But the only place it's free is on Xbox, because it's on Game Pass, if you want to. Yep, it's on Game Pass, yeah. say it's free, but yeah. So, it's a... Interesting battle royal, that's for sure. What do you what do you like about it, Kevin? Like, what are the things when we bring up PUBG and we play it? Like, what are the things that make you smile or like make it differentiate from the battle royales that we've played throughout the years? What do you really like about it's PUBG? Pretty much the memories, like like what you had, like going on vehicles and just driving around and like doing these dumb tricks, like you did, like you know, backflips or up the ramp and stuff like that. That's what, like. That's what I really liked about the game. I guess it's the vehicles, I guess. But, like, I don't know. I, like, gameplay-wise, I also liked it a lot. For it being a third-person Battle Royale. More than put than uh, uh, Fortnite as third-person. So, like, Fortnite felt, like, more, like, cartoony and more, like, f kind of flimsy. I don't know, like, to me, it felt like flimsy. And, then, like, when I played PUBG, it felt more, like, st steady when I aimed down sides. I, I feel like, yeah... You can like kill people from far away if you wanted to, and that's that's the gameplay I liked more than Fortnite when Fortnite came out. So I like the guns and everything; they're it's really cool. Like the attachments you get to put on, all of that stuff. I I really like that stuff and the the vehicles too. Yeah, so I liked. What were some of the things that you didn't like, or maybe like as we look forward here, what are the things that you would like to see improved upon PUBG? Uh, just. Everything like what Maddox's been talking about, like if they just like remake the whole game again, I think it would just run a lot better and smoother, and it feel a lot better. I, like I guess if they just remake the whole thing and kind of fix every little thing the other uh, like first PUBG, I guess would have, I think everything would just be a lot better, no matter what. Made like a PUBG 2.0 scenario, kind yeah, of. or just PUBG hmm. 2. I don't know. <laughs> So, like, I guess fixing, like, I don't know, what would you fix? I, don't, I guess cut the shoot. So you can, like, cut shoot and bring it back up. So redeployment. Just about... Would you want respawns, you know, stuff like nah, that? No, I wouldn't want respawn. I wanted to keep it as is, you know, and die, you're dead forever, and there's no coming back. I like that. Yeah, yeah I'd keep respawns out of it, because this seems like the hardcore battle royal, if you want to be hardcore about yeah. playing. This is this the realistic battle royale. Yeah, this yeah, this is this is for the hardcore players. So that's what I like. I, no response and nothing like that. Nothing crazy, dude. 
Okay. Good. I like that, Kevin. We like hearing your insights. Another one I want to touch on is like the evolution, like we've said, right? Like, look at the menu when you go into this now. It has play. Mm -hmm. It has custom games, which I want to touch on really quick. They have Team Deathmatch custom games, which we've played before. It drops into a small area. There are respawns. You spawn with different weapons, which is a good time. But I also want to touch on, this is like the only Battle Royale that I know where you can play a full-on custom game with all of your friends in the actual truest Battle Royale and have spectators to make spectate mode and commentary, everybody in their own teams. Like when you look around the Battle Royale space, there is nothing else like this except for Darwin Project does have a custom game, a little bit, you know, different kind of play style here, but like Call of Duty doesn't, Apex Legends doesn't, Fortnite I don't think has a full-on custom game where you can say, hey, I'm going to bring in 50 teams that I've chosen or that are my friends. I can spectate them with a killer spectate mode and jump around like, you got to give some love to that that kind of aspect. I think is really really cool, and I would love to see in Warzone because I personally, coming from a commentator and a you know a host and an esports guy, I would love to be able to be like, hey, I want to host a Snowbike Mike Friday tournament. I'm going to get 50 teams right to go drop in. PUBG allows you to do that, and I think that's super dope. Then as well, we've seen a season pass implemented. We've seen character customization. We've seen them link up with DC and sell. Joker and Harley Quinn skins, and they've gone from more of a, hey, everybody's like, you know, kind of radical metal, Mad Max type look, to now it's like, you can wear neon pink pants, you can dress up whatever you like, and it's Sorry. all kind of crazy. And the final one I want to touch on is like, the esports page is awesome. What a great way to promote one of your biggest things in PUBG, which is the esports leg right now, to keep this thing standing. But like, they had the teams there. They had the rankings. They had the dates of the tournaments, where you can find it. They even have a pick them where you can pick the teams, the players you think will do best and have like a mini game within the game. Like this is things when Apex has their big tournaments, you got to figure out a way for me, the general audience, to now know about it. And what better way than to put it right on the main menu and show me the teams, their standings, their pictures were in there, their names were in there, like, that's a killer that's a killer addition into just the the grand scheme of the game to really push it to the next level in my opinion. What do you think of the red zone? The random bombings that do you think that's something they could maybe approve like, upon? Hey, what if we made this game more difficult and random and all yeah. of a sudden you're just going to have to run for your life for literally no reason other than this is in Russia, and we just bomb people. Yeah, I've never once died to that red zone. Yeah. I almost felt like it was pointless most of the time. Yeah, I don't think it was that difficult to work around it anyways. Like, most of the time, you were like, you had enough time to leave the circle, so... Hmm. Would there be high-tier loot in those red zones? No, they were just random. Which is random. Random bombing sections. People didn't. I've never met somebody that truly knew what it was. If it was just random, or some people said that's just like where the highest pollution of people were. But I don't really know if that's true or not. But I've died multiple times in the red zone. I can't. Oh wow! Really? Uh, I think it. I think it's different, right? Like when we see the zones right now and all the big battle royales that we play, nobody's like, "Hey, this sector of the zone is about to get just bombarded. Maybe you should be inside or like." You should get out of this zone to force you to move, right? It's all about movement, rotations, the shot calls that these teams make in a bigger standpoint, right? Like, I would love one day 
just to ride along with different teams and listen to their comms, listen to how they play. Are we playing it fun and we don't care? Are we playing it like, hey, Becky, go this way. Let's follow you that way. Or like, are teams actually looking like, hey, we need to rotate to the shorter side of the circle or this red zone now is pushing us forward, but we need to rotate that way. Like it comes down to a rotation game and a shot calling game. And I think you see that in PUBG of like, people clearly figured out what they need to do. Well, guess what? Let's let let's leave it up to fate. Let's have a little fun. Here's a red zone to throw on top of it. I think it's a cool idea. Any other thoughts before we rank it? Are we ready to rank? I think we're ready. I'm ready. All right. Yeah, let's let's rank it. that. Let's rank that BR. Right now, our current ranking. Number one, Apex Legends. Number two, Super Animal Royale. And number three is Ring of Elysium. Where do we think PUBG is going to be ranking? Number Maddox, one. what do you think? <laughs> Kevin wants number one. He's wrong. Um, I I think after our discussion today, I would probably put it at number two. Number two, Mike. Yeah. What do you think? Number that two. is the correct. That is the correct decision. And of course, I can bring up all the selling points. But I think when we really look at it, no matter how much you hold it near and dear to your heart, no matter how much you hate it, when you look at what we just talked about, right, and all the things that go into this PUBG game. You have to put it above Ring of Elysium and Super Animal Royale. I think Apex Legends has a lot more good. It's the newer age. It does play better. It's a lot more fun. But in all that retrospect, this has to go above Super Animal Royale. It has to go above Ring of Elysium for everything it brings to the table and more. I, I think it has to be number two. Washburn, what do you think? Y'all are crazy, bro. Uh, this is number three. Super Animal Royale is better than this. I'm gonna. No, no, uh, no. Yeah. no. Yes, no. absolutely. Super Animal Royale is so good at what it tries to do, and so immediately polished, and has such a great level of customization that this is. I mean, for me, this is number three, and I know I'm gonna get outvoted, so it doesn't matter. But I want my voice to be heard that <laughs> Super Animal Royale is a better game than this, hands oh. down. I mean, like. Comparing the two as they are now, Super Animal Royale is a better game than this. Period. So Kevin's two. What'd you say, Maddox? Two. Mike said two. I'm I'm with Washburn. I would rank it number three. Once once Call of Duty Blackout came out, PUBG was dead to me. It was dead to me. And then I'm ranking it on which one I would have I have more fun with. And I'm honestly I have more fun with Super Animal Royale than I do PUBG. So I would have ranked it number three as well, but it looks like it's going number two. Everybody's on board for number two then. Mark it down then. Number two, number two, number two. God, number three. There it is. Crazy, dude. So the new ranking, number one, Apex Legends. Number two, PUBG. Number three, Super Animal Royale. And number four is Ring of Elysium. Yo, this is a crime. And I'll hold it against you to the end. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. Washburn, you're wrong. So we're right. No. That's what matters, you know? Oh, my God. Washburn, you're right on the fun factor, but you're wrong in the battle royale factor. Just no, unfortunately, yeah. it's just true. That's how it goes. The fun no. factor, I think we all would vote on and we would agree on. The issue is, is PUBG, from a battle royale standpoint, has way more, way more to it. That's all. That's just too much. There's too much. Yeah, but it's it's a quantity over quality thing 
everything Super Animal Royale does is just so quality. That game doesn't miss. It's perfect. That like perfect. for what Super Yes, for what Super Animal Royale does, it is perfect at what it tries to do in every facet from the gameplay, the guns, the map, the customization. Everything that game tries to do, sets out to do, it succeeds on every level. PUBG is just a a, a mishmash of crazy loot and vehicles and and sometimes it can be fun and you get shenanigans like doing backflips but it runs poorly it's not very fun to play and super animal royale is a better game than this and this is a crime and i hold it against you to the end of time the rest of your lives the way i was looking at the list the way i'm looking at the list is you can make an emote about it yeah the way i'm looking at the list if i was to show somebody this list I would want the ones that the the battle royals I could recommend to new players, and I feel like Super Animal Royale is way more accessible for a new player to get into. So that's why I would rank it above PUBG. PUBG PUBG just seems way too hard to get into for a new player, but it's number two. No looking back now. All right, guys, I'm you ready for some emo? <laughs> Dude, you're wrong either. Well, right. way of All right, <laughs> so we got sure that we segment. know we're wrong. You guys ready for a new yeah, segment? Yeah, I'm ready right. for Bone Jangles enormous battle royale is, trivia. Yeah, I'm calling it Bone Jangles battle edition. royal trivia battle royale. I only have a sharpie. Is that all right? Because I don't have a, I don't have a pen. Just, or, just something to write with. It doesn't paper. matter. So what we're gonna do is I got nine questions here. I'm gonna go through each question has a different amount of points you can get from it. I'm going to go through each, each question. You guys write down your answers. And then once I get through all the questions, we'll go through them and you guys can add up how many points you got. So I'll start out with an easy question probably. So let me know when you guys are ready if you have everything to write on. This is not multiple choice, right? Ready? No. Oh, no. Shoot, this is There's going to be multiple answers. On. There's going to be multiple answers to questions, but it's not multiple choice. Oh, God. Okay, okay. Right, so right. so I'll, I'll start out with this. I'll start out with the first one. So this is a Warzone question about loadouts. It's worth one point. In Warzone, what weapon class can the crossbow be found under? Oh, some of these are going to be hard. You said this one was this one was easy. Exactly. What? I thought it was. I thought it would be since they added crossbows to Gulag, and they pretty much tell you what it is every time you get it. Whoa! Whoa! No hints. No hints. No hints. No hints. Dude, Washford didn't know. All right. I still don't know. Now I know. I have a guess. This is something specific. No, I think I'm good. I'm good. Are you? Okay, this is the one I should have asked first, probably. This is probably the easier one. Uh, this is an Apex question. What was the name of the map that was inter- introduced in Season 3? I like this game so far. Everybody ready for yep. the next one? Uh, next question is about Apex as well. It's worth one point. How many heroes did Apex Legends originally launch with? Oh, shit. So launch window. 
God. Go with my gut or go with what I think is right. You know what I'm saying? That's the question here. I'm loving this. I'm loving it. I'm oh, I think I messed that one up, bro. <laughs> All right, next question. Another Apex one. This one's worth five points because you're gonna have to name them all. Oh. Not counting special ammo in Apex Legends. What are the five ammo types? Wait. Is this counting the, the new stuff, right? So not the- counting. Yes, it's yes. Currently, they, not they, counting I, special ammo from the special weapon drops. Yeah, what are the five ammo types? Okay, okay. So yeah, they added more ammos afterwards. All right. Question number five is another two-point question about Apex. What two weapons can be equipped with a double tap trigger? I got. I know one of them for sure. The second one is just such a guess, bro. I the second one's name. I know both of them. Somebody did. So yes, some somebody didn't play Apex enough last week. All right, this next one's probably going to be kind of tough. This one's worth one second. Give me one more second. Give me five. No, he's cheating. Okay. He's cheating, dude. He's cheating. No, no, I'm just sitting down. Just give me a moment. Give me a moment. <laughs> Okay, let's go for it. All right, next question. This one's probably a little tough. It's uh, you could get three points possible if you could only name one. I'll give you one point. But when choosing, this one's hard. I probably shouldn't have put this down. When choosing an operator in Warzone, there are two factions: the Coalition and the Allegiance. Besides the standard Mill Slim character. What are the names of the three groups on the side oh, of the coalition? What? <laughs> oh, no. my on the coalition? God. On the coalition. I can name one yeah. of them. That's yeah. it. There you go, Kevin. That's that. That's one point if you can name it. Oh shoot! What is the names again, though? Dang it! Uh, I, think I, I was thinking Mike. Mike might get it since he's buying all these skins all the time for all these characters. I'm not looking at that. I'm not them. looking at that. That's insane. I'm not looking at that. <laughs> I've got one. I know one. Think I have. Wait, I may have two. How many are there? Three. Three on the side of the coalition. There, there, there is four if you count the standard mill slim, but we're only naming the other three. I think I know the other one. I think it's. Kevin, just whisper it to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get it? Ready for the... Go for it. I'm not I'm not going to get this, so yeah, you might as well just go on to the next one. Run it. Okay, next, yeah, that's tough. Next yeah, question. This is a super animal royale question. Okay. What is the name of the healing item used to regain lost health? For which game? Sorry, I missed 
Super Animal Royale. I love this. This is fun. <laughs> this is really good. You did a great job, Bone Tangles. This is impressive. All right. Next question. Question eight. This is for three points. If you don't get them, if you only get one, you get one point. If you get two, you get two points. In Fortnite, this one's easy. What are the three material types used to build? Blanking on one of them. What's wrong with me? Oh, got it. If we get close, can we get half out. a point? I don't remember the other one. We'll see what we'll see what your answer is. All right, and this is gonna be the final question. This is worth a lot of points. This one's seven points. This is your chance to catch up. This is a war zone question. When setting up a custom loadout, what are the weapon types that are available for the primary weapon slot, not the secondary weapon slot? What are the seven weapon types available for the primary weapon slot, not the secondary weapon slot? I don't want to write them all out <laughs> so much. You can... uh. You could abbreviate them. I think I'll know what you're talking about. God, my phone's autocrafting and it's pissing Did me off. Did you tell us how many there were? <laughs> yes, there's seven. Seven points, so there's seven of them. I hope they're not called something else. I hope Fuck. they're not. One, two, three, four, five. I have a feeling you guys are probably going to miss one of them. One, two, three, Any four, so five. Hard. You said there's seven of them? Seven. I don't know what that one's called, though. Oh. You'll know it when I tell you. I know what's under it, but I don't know what's it called. Pretty close. I got seven. We'll see if this is right, though. Yeah, I have seven, but I hope it's called this. I know six. I I have no idea what I'm missing. No idea what I'm missing in there. It's probably something really obvious, though. All right, so we're going to go through the answers. I'm going to have you guys add up your score. So I'll say we get to we get to one that was three points, and you got two out of the three. You get two points. So we'll start with the first question, which was the war zone loadout question what weapon class can the crossbow be found under marksman the answer Mark, marksman rifle that's correct oh no yes you yeah, guys baby. put snipers yes i put sniper so marksman rifle if you got that one right you get one point question two was the apex legends question how many heroes did apex legends originally walk launch question three map oh okay 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 what was the name world's edge world's edge, world's edge. edge. yeah that's one point that's one point and then the next question was how many heroes did the apex legends originally launch with the Nine? answer eight eight, eight. Yeah, okay, wait who 
I, Mirage, I that was my Pathfinder, gun, Bloodhound, Bangalore, Gibraltar, Lifeline. Oh, I wrote Mirage twice. That's why I did that, right? <laughs> I ate, my yeah, gut was eight, and then I was like, uh, was Watson number eight? I knew that was an eight. Oh, Watson I knew. was ten. Yeah, because Octane was nine. Oh, my God. And then yeah, it was right. and then Revenant and Loba. Me, I did have. We talked about this, Mike. I, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've gone through this. Is right. Yeah. I originally yeah. had that question. What was the first um, DLC character they added, oh, or a new character? That, yeah. that I knew easy. Kevin would get that one. Um, next Kevin question was. That, so that one was one point. These have all been okay. one point so far. This okay. next one was five points. It would name the ammo types in Apex Legends. Can we I... have? Light rounds. Light rounds. Heavy. Heavy. Energy. Shock. Energy. Shotgun. Shotgun. And sniper. And sniper. Yeah. And sniper. Yes. I was close. I was like, is it called sniper or is it called something else? That was so close. Is that worth five points if you got five points? Points? If you only got four, you get four points. This next one's going to be interesting, bro. This one, I'm only getting one for sure. I know. Right. I got this one. Yeah, me too. This one's two points. What two weapons can be equipped with a double tap trigger in Apex Legends? Scout. G7 Scout. G7, G7 baby. For sure. Okay. And, and then now Eva 8. Eva yeah. 8 Shotgun. Eva. Oh my god. I only remembered Peacekeeper and Mastiff. I couldn't put my finger on Eva. I wrote Grod just for fun. Okay, so I'll give myself <laughs> I was one. close to calling it Evil, but I was like, no, that's the shield. Evil shields. Eva 8, yep. Yeah, so if you only got G7, that's one point for you. Um, next question is was the three points. I'm, I can't wait to hear what you guys came up with. When choosing an operator in Warzone, what are the three, um, three groups on the coalition side? So the coalition are the good guys, right? And they're on the left uh, side. Uh, dep- yeah, they're on the left side. I don't okay. know if they're good, the good guys, but yes, they're on the left <laughs> side. So I, I, Bryce, I guess right. it's SAS. SAS. SAS is one. Demon oh, dogs. wow. Demon dogs, Kevin. Nice job. I don't know the and other then one. The third one is Warcom. Warcom. I, really get, I got one. I got one. So there. I wrote Captain Price's Cool Squad and <laughs> Ghost's Legendary Spooky Men. <laughs> Close. I guess that is wrong. I so wrote no got, idea. So I add up your points there. That was out of three. In Super Animal Royale, what is the name of the healing item used to regain lost health? Soda. Juice? Juice? Just health juice. Duct tape. Health juice? Just juice, yeah. Health juice, yeah. So is juice I'll give you you half. Will you accept juice? Yeah, I'll accept juice. Okay, Duct tape. That's how you fix the armor. (laughs) Duct tape is dope. What'd you call it, Mike? Soda. Soda. (laughs) Come on, That's a zero. It's not friendly, friendly. Question eight. In Fortnite, what are the three material types used to build? Wood, Wood brick, metal, metal, and metal. stone. Wood, stone, stone metal. metal. I call it bricks. Yes. Dang it. I was almost what if you wrote bricks, Kevin? I wrote stone instead. Well, I have God. chicken scratch handwriting, but what if you wrote stone slash brick? That's acceptable, I think. I'll, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take okay. it. Because you get bricks from it, so I'm like, it's called bricks, right? Stones would be like rocks. Yeah, but I thought about smashing rocks, and I was like, that would be a stone. Is I know that it comes three? into brick, but it's... Yeah, but I thought right. that's three points possible. Wood, stone, and metal. I was blanking on the stone one. Don't you pickaxe rocks and uh, arc? 
Is that an is that in Fortnite as well? Yeah, you pickaxe rocks in uh, Fortnite. Yeah, 100%. I don't I don't know. I don't play Fortnite. I don't know and then the say. final question was worth seven points, so you could possibly get seven points here. In Warzone, when setting up a custom loadout, what are the weapon types that are available for the primary weapon slot, not the secondary weapon slot? Assault, SMG, SMG. LMG, marksman, oh, sniper, shotgun, melee, melee, shotgun, and shotgun. I missed shotgun. Yes, I got them Read them off nice and slow so I can just mark off the ones okay. that I got here. Assault rifle. Okay. SMG. Okay. LMG. You don't have that one, Mike? I didn't even think of LMG. LMG. LMG shotgun. or shotgun for some reason. Shotgun, shotgun I got. Yep. Marksman rifle. Got it. Sniper rifle. Got it. And melee. Got it. I wrote RPG. That's why. That's secondary, dude. Oh, I got yep. six. I got six on that. Five. I got, six. I got yep. seven. Oh, I was so close. I was like, is it called just the right shield? Or is it the melee? Because I can't remember so, where those knives were at. So add up your point totals if you have them now. And we'll find out who the winner is. Who's the who's getting that chicken dinner tonight? I'm at 18. 17. Medoc 17. 12. 22? Yeah, Kevin killed us. Kevin. 18 for Mike. Dang it. Kevin's the winner. Congrats, Kevin. Mike will be sending you a check, another check in the mail. That's four checks. How did I get four checks? The host next week. That's what you win. You get the host next. I'll host next week. Don't you worry, dude. I'm gonna make fun of you guys in the intro. Just watch. Good, good. (laughs) Kevin Asex, the man who cashes checks, is his next intro. I think. Kevin, you're getting paid soon, man. You're gonna be living large. How did I get up ahead though? I thought I was tied up with one of you guys. No, I finished with eighteen. Eighteen. Kevin did. Seventeen. Did you add wrong? Mirage twice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I did. So Marksman, number one. World's Edge, two. Eight, three. No, World's Edge. World's, World's Edge is with one. One point. Oh, I was like going down the list. Yeah, he's going down like the question. Oh, oh, and adding oh, him question. up, too. So, like, so I'm at Kevin, three Kevin, you points. won. We know you won. All right. Okay. You won. Yeah, you we won. trust you, Kevin. We trust yeah, we you, trust Kevin. Him. You're like four points ahead or something. Yeah, I was like, how do I get four points ahead? <laughs> I think it because you named the squads in yeah. Call of Duty that none of us knew, basically. How do you know that, that was easy? Because like Demon Dogs and SAS are the only ones I look at. I don't know the ones all the way on the was it the right side of that screen. <laughs> only take us out of here, kid. All right, guys, that's going to be the closing of the show. Thanks to each and every single one of you for listening. If you haven't already, please go subscribe to Snowbike Mike Gaming on YouTube. That is the home of the Squad Pod. I believe you can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, all those services, thanks to Kevin. Um, More services are pending, I'm sure. Head on over to Twitter to follow SquadPod Plays. You guys feel free to ask some questions on there. Send us some questions in. Maybe we'll work them into a future episode. Now that I kind of want to start doing like different segments and stuff. So if you have any questions, send them in. And then while you're over there, Follow the squad. We have Wa- at Washburn135. Washburn, do you have any suggestions for anything you've been watching this week that maybe you want to suggest to the people? Uh, out there? Shout out to Sad Boy Barrett on Twitch streaming MLB The Show. 
one of my favorite games mm-hmm. on PlayStation at twitch.tv slash sadboybarrett. Awesome. So that's at Washburn135, at Maddock Jr. on Twitter. What do you got for us, Maddock? What do you suggest? I've been watching a little bit of the ENY Not streams. He is uh, playing a little bit of the Pokemon DLC. Pretty funny. And he has like a weirdly encyclopedic knowledge of every Pokemon. Nice. Then we have at Kevin AceX. Kevin, what do you got for us? Oh, uh, you know, I've just been watching this small time streamer. Uh, he, he might be big. I guess he got a new camera or something like that. You know, his name <laughs> is Bone Jangles. He, and he's pretty oh, yeah. cool. And, uh, and Mike, pretty much. <laughs> that's all I've been watching lately. So but, that's yeah. at, at Snowbike Mike on Twitter. Mike, what do you what do you got to suggest? Anything? I've been watching a lot of YouTube lately, and I've been uh, a lot watching a lot of Austin Evans videos. A uh, fun, techie, nerdy kid with a cool crew. And they do a lot of fun stuff around tech, whether it be reviewing certain cool pieces of television, consoles, computers, or buying just random things off a of Wish and having it come in and do mystery tech. I highly recommend just checking them out. Have some fun. The kid's really knowledgeable, fun team, and uh, fun ideas on the videos. YouTube.com slash Austin Evans. So that's no, at Snowbike Mike on Twitter once again. Go, go give him a follow. He's got pugs. He's got the pug pictures. And then me, I'm at Mr. Bonejangles on Twitter, and I got one Twitch channel for you guys to check out. He goes by the name of Benny Fitz. Benny Fitz TV. This guy is a streamer who streams with a puppet. He is he uses a puppet while he's streaming. Um, go over to his channel, give him a follow. He's usually playing Destiny, um, The Division. I've seen him play Apex a couple times. He might try Hyperscape out, but that's Benny Fitz TV on twitch go follow him become a friends with benefits that's his tagline become a friend with <laughs> benefits so go give him a follow um next week on the show our game of the week our point of interest is going to be realm royal is that correct is that what we all want My realm royal correct yep. let's do it so be sure to check out that episode next week and again thank you guys for being here thank the squad thank the listeners and until next week Calms out.